If you are a person who didn't get the answer for most of the question about tourism, then this is a podcast for you. This episode is a discussion on topic relevant to today's world. So, stay connected for more and don't forget to increase the volume. Welcome back! I hope you enjoyed the first episode of discussion about greenwashing and sustainability. Here you will have the second episode. Take the best part of it and use it in everyday life. Okay. Um, uh, I have another question since you talked about the index. Um, um, I would like you to, to talk a little bit more about the movement and what are basically your main goals. Because I think we're almost running out of time. But um, just if you, if you may, explain a little bit more about yeah. the movement for everyone. Well, the movement actually started in Scandinavia uh, mm. 10 years ago. Uh, and that's because uh, in, in my industry, there's... Um, We have chapters, uh, regional chapters, and Scandinavia has actually led uh, the sustainable uh, movement and, uh, and also the green transition from fossil fuel to renewable energy. That's actually where we're strong. The Scandinavian countries are actually terrible performers in terms of uh, our uh, consumption, personal consumptions. We're actually really yeah. bad but the um, i saw a map this week <laughs> with it yeah i can show you a waste uh, map it's it's actually not um denmark actually uh, have an overshoot day as the fifth country in the world and that happens in march april whereas uh, if you take uh, worldwide it happens in august and for yeah. uh, philippines and stuff like that and actually They never run out is of resources. Is it Iceland, the country that's in first of the bad? I can't I th- remember. I think it is. Uh, America is ahead of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, But I think it's yeah. Iceland, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. in that uh, thing that you're telling. Yeah. yeah. But so we started there, and then in about um, 1617, it was taken over by ICA, which is a uh, international uh, conference. Um, association uh, and they said okay what you have done in Scandinavia we want to introduce into the world and then it was taken over by uh, our CEO uh, Mr. Bigwood, Guy Bigwood which, who is the guru and Mr. Sustainability in our industry. He's, he's actually he comes from the event industry and he's traveled the world uh, with this uh, message about sustainability And instead of being a Scandinavian uh, initiative with 10, 15, 20 destinations, it's now a worldwide initiative where each year we index destinations. It has been meeting destinations, uh, but now it's destinations. So that means any city can join. And uh, we have about 70 uh, destinations indexing each year. And we have just uh, brought in Uh, this is new, it was announced the other day. Canada is coming in with 15 destinations. Okay. Uh, so they are actually making it a, a national uh, initiative. We want to index all our cities against each other. You're measured on four categories. The environment, which is very much what does the municipality do in terms of waste, CO2, um per capita yeah, re, um, yeah, the, the, 
lots of uh, different uh, things. You can see uh, the different um, categories in the, that's online. Then we look at the social aspects of a destination. That's very much countrywide. That's uh, bribery, anti-bribery, uh, equality. Um, uh, yeah. I well, think there's about 11 uh, quite, uh, questions on that one. Then we look at the suppliers. How does the stakeholders in the destination work with uh, sustainability? Are they certified? Um, do, are there any uh, destination-wide circular initiatives in the hotels, in the restaurants? Um, and then lastly, we look at the DMO itself the the uh, tourism office mm -hmm. and how do they work with tourism uh, do they have a strategy uh, does that strategy include sustainability uh, are there uh, measurements kpis targets for this work how do the office themselves in terms of workforce work with sustainability is it a silo is it a one-person operation or is the team integrated into this um, is this uh, office uh, certified again? Certifications uh, mm -hmm. heavy, because it's sort of uh, easier to to to. It's to, the mark to make the mark, yeah. And uh, then we look at the legacy and uh, impact of uh, the work they do again. Um, the events, um, how do they report on all this? Um, so yeah, it's about seventy criteria we measure, and. Um, Actually, I will admit there has been greenwashing in terms of the index as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, destinations claiming that um, one island uh, with three uh, destinations, they claim that the uh, certification, one city had a destination certification and one of the other cities claimed because they were an island and close to each other that they were part of the same city certification. Okay. Yes. Well, that doesn't no, that's, comply, right? <laughs> it doesn't comply. Right? That's, that's trying too hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, you know, a lot, it's, it's a benchmark. It's not a certification as such. We, we might make it a certification, but at the moment it's sort of, we benchmark against each other. Uh, so we, we try and encourage the destinations to be honest and only tell the truth. But of course, you know, it is complicated, complicated because, and somebody is sitting there and because we all always announce the winners and there is a huge competition between the destination and uh, Gothenburg has been number one for many, many years, I think almost the entirety has been uh, running the index and Copenhagen has been number two and they declared war last year on uh, Gothenburg and said we want that uh, first place and actually Copenhagen has just brought out a manifesto where they want to be the number one sustainable capital of the world. Of the world, of the world. yeah. Yes. We talked about it in class I think yeah. as well because yeah. uh, uh, it's it's very interesting for Copenhagen. It's very important for them because I think it's also a, a, a thing that's very important for the advertising yeah. of the of the proper destination. And that's what I was trying to 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 say in terms of the index. We're seeing a board. We're seeing a classification. So. 
Of course, that for the destination, it's important to be right up top because it's good publicity for the, uh, the destination. And the question that I wanted to ask was, do you think that sustainability is becoming... Of course, it's an important thing, and uh, but don't you think that many people are trying to pick it up as a trend and trying to... It's a necessity if you want to stay relevant uh, in terms of cost saving, but also if you want to attract the young generation, no young person wants to work for a company that actually throws out resources. Of course. Uh, young people, we want, we want. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Great. Uh, even middle-aged, we want purpose and we want responsibility. And sometimes I want to change sustainability into responsibility because it's actually a better word. It is because uh, the responsibility is easier to measure than sustainability yeah. in this case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but, but all, you know, uh, All destinations uh, are coming on to this. In the States, it's called stewardship. They have uh, obviously a lot of uh, heavy fuels. Uh, so they're having a bit, uh, you know, harder getting on board. But if it's called stewardship instead of sustainability, that helps the agenda. And obviously, these Scandinavian countries, uh, we have been uh, at the forefront of the um, renewable energy. And the sustainability, but the rest of the world are catching up. And in terms of the index, we have seen this year the competition is so hard. And mm -hmm. uh, actually, the points scored is incredible by some destinations. And the destinations that last year would have been number 18 are now number 30-something, okay. uh, and that's in terms of uh, of scoring. Uh, you know, that the score they get this year would have put them at number 18 last year, but because... It's getting super competitive. It's getting yeah. super competitive. And that actually is benefit for everybody because that means if you as a traveler want to go somewhere, perhaps you don't need to think about sustainability because you might actually think that the destination has already taken care of that right. and made it as sustainable as possible you know they have the, the hotels have reduced the water and tell you how can you during your stay actually help us uh, and that's by picking only the food you want to eat and only having house cleaning uh, when you need it and, and stuff like that so what we as an industry we, we just the sustainability work we do is to make it easier for our tourists to, to visit our destination yeah talking about the hotel thing uh, i was in germany last week and i lodged in a hotel the water in the shower barely flows like it barely washes my head yeah. but then it only comes out warm water i cannot get cold water to mix it with so my body was burning like, okay so talking about uh the hotel thing and sustainability the the hotel i think they try their best to reduce uh the amount the level of water that flows down but then they they probably spoiled it at some point because only warm water comes out so yeah, yeah. You, can, you can barely shower so it's, of course it, it's and it's still really hot water so right. they're spending uh, the power energy. and the right. gas right. and whatever yeah. in, the, right. in denmark some hotels have tried to introduce it's not like a uh, a watch counting the minutes you're in the shower 
but they're sort of uh, trying to to nudge uh, the, the the guests to say um, the average length of stay in this shower is five minutes, five point seven minutes. Um, and actually, in it's some hotels, I cannot remember the uh, the average, but some hotels that's been taken quite badly because a hotel experiences luxury yeah so you don't want to be faced with reality so so you also have to be very careful whereas in other hotels it's uh, there's a hotel in you know Bonholm that is a very very sustainable hotel and the whole storytelling and the whole experience is based around sustainability and from the uh, from the uh, time you you book till you depart and uh, when you get there and, and everything in that hotel it's a huge success and they can actually measure that people are staying shorter time in the shower than before they put up that little sign okay. but whereas in the, the other um a chain that's a that's actually a um, chain that has a lot of the uh, meetings um and, uh, and and weekend guests, and they've actually found that it, it became a problem that they uh, confronted people with the length of stay in the shower. Because that was not, uh, you know, when we are on a weekend bike, we want the luxury of... Uh, of course. Yeah. It's our resting time, <laughs> our resting period. Yeah. So I can, I can understand um, the... the um, the idea of the hotel, but I can as well understand the idea of the guests yes, and yeah. the, of the traveler, of the tourist. Yeah. Because when we're traveling, we want to rest, we want to do whatever we want. And yeah. Yeah. We even go abroad to do whatever yeah. we want because we are in a foreign and strange place. Yeah. So, uh, and, they... and, and that comes back to what was, you, know, you were saying and what I was saying. You know, it's not about you're only sustainable if you do this. But you know, think of your actions. You know, how can I when I'm here, and that's what this uh, hotel ought to communicate, hotel in uh, in Germany, they ought to have said to you, you know, if you stayed shorter, then you would help us. But we have provided you with a mixer tap, so you can actually... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. and, and one thing I realized with the hotel is they're a little bit sustainable at some point because there's this, uh, uh, I think there's a back they have made, you know, when you go to a hotel, you have this do not disturb me yeah, and, yeah. you know, you're free to come in. So instead of making plastic papers yeah. to always maybe throw away or customers can throw away at some point, they made like a small bag with clothes, clothing skin, and they, they've written with green pen on the, on the bag, like, we are green. Yes. And uh, use this on the door if you don't want uh, our, our employee to disturb you. So, which means you cannot throw that bag because it's kind of it's kind of big and things like that. So, yeah. I think at some point they they're trying to push out the. That is the in my term, and you already said it yourself. <laughs> at greenwashing. Yeah, it's, it's greenwashing, <laughs> and, yeah. and it's also marketing. You mm -hmm. know, by yes. using the, I like the idea of the cloth mm -hmm. version mm -hmm. because I've not seen that before. Right. So it's re reusable, and as you said, you will mm -hmm. not throw it away. Right. And, uh, but you know, by communicating with green and you know, the actions that you could, you could not choose not to shower in warm water and with so little water that you had to stay there longer. Right. 
you know, so you didn't have any um, actions to to make uh, to make your uh, stay more sustainable. Um, yeah, so so they should put in some you know action points for mm-hmm. you, uh, help us do this. Um, yeah, right. And okay. uh, I have maybe two more questions from yeah. my side. Um, looking at this whole greenwashing uh, thing, uh, how can we as consumers? Uh, limit the risks of greenwashing. We think it's a general question. So, uh, can we limit the risks of greenwashing uh, in in our industries? Because we are all consumers of greenwashing. Maybe I work for a marketing firm. Of course, they, they're doing greenwashing. You yeah. work for another. Yeah. We they all do greenwashing. How can we as consumers of this firm or employees of this firm limit the risks of greenwashing? You can only do that through knowledge and through uh, consumer bodies that actually monitors and uh, finally uh, rotten apples and, and, you know, showing how to communicate and bring out guidelines. And uh, and then I think, you know, the consumer today is more aware and there will be coming um, climate labels in supermarkets. Uh, the problem is how do you measure again you know mm-hmm. uh, so we need reference uh, that everybody understand mm-hmm. so you have to uh, educate by you know bringing the knowledge uh, but it's a slow process and uh, yeah. it is a uh, trust building process that yes, will take well. a long uh, time still. yeah trust is actually very important that right. you have to um, the people uh, communicating to you you know do we trust those people and yeah. and that's why that's again certification can help because you know uh, and uh, booking.com but actually booking dot, booking.com has put a sort of such so a sustainability uh, yeah. filter on um, on the search on, on engine, search, yeah. Right. But that's actually a problem in Norway. Uh, I can send it to you. There's uh, because I haven't had time to read it, but um, in Norway they have a um, a green washing uh, campaign, and. Uh, Salando has been uh, brought forward uh, because they have the same filter and booking.com has been brought forward as you know because the way this uh, the, the they obviously make this uh, algorithm there's something in that that's greenwashing mm-hmm. uh, or close to greenwashing but it's the best you can do and then when you look at the certifications then you have to look at okay that one what where does that lead me right. does that lead me to an independent uh, association or does that m- lead me to the marriott uh, hotel headquarter uh, for instance uh, because a lot of hotel chains have their own hilton has their own green mm-hmm. agenda right. uh, and are not certified um, so so when you go to but another thing is uh, with certifications and being sustainable if you as a traveler want to go to a destination, it's actually better to look for a locally owned hotel than a certified Marriott hotel. Because if you go to a, lo- a, a Marriott hotel, you know that's international. So that means that your dollar you pay that go to the States or wherever that headquarter is. Whereas if you stay in a locally owned hotel, 
the, the hotels uh, stay locally Local. and benefit, even though that Marriott or Hilton or any of the Hyatt or whatever they are called, they employ local people, but the uh, surplus will go abroad. So, so that's huge, huge agendas and difficult. To, and whenever I advise um, destinations, I, I, I do say go for certification because it's actually, it helps your uh, travelers uh, when they come to the destination. Mm -hmm. But then also next level stuff is communicate that these hotels are actually local. And at the moment, there's not that much focus on that. But I know that uh, if you look at the Visit Denmark, uh, green uh, traveler to Denmark, what the tourists, it's very much uh, the German travelers coming to Denmark, that's green. And what they look for, and when they leave again, and they say they have made a, a, a sustainable choices and uh, acted sustainable, that is by eating local food. Mm -hmm. And sorting the waste. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, the local economy will benefit yeah. for sure with yeah. that. Because... Yeah. And actually, uh, the Green Key uh, certification uh, as one of the criteria how how much um, ecological um, produce do you sell, uh, serve in restaurants in uh, the Faroe Islands, where I've worked a couple of times. Uh, they don't have any ecological uh, produce. Mm. So we have actually managed in this uh, <laughs> Faroe Island to exclude that criteria because it doesn't make any sense that they have to import ecological food from Denmark, you know, instead of uh, serving local food. So in my terminology, local is always better than <laughs> certified Definitely. or sustainable. Definitely is. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Last question is uh, how can we implement rules or maybe laws or regulations to uh, discourage these companies from uh, greenwashing? But I mean, probably the greenwashing, the rules should be implemented by the companies themselves, not us, the consumers. So, For sure. Uh, the only th way we can do that is uh, awareness mm -hmm. and then obviously the uh, ombudsman. It's, the penalty is actually quite heavy, uh, and the the shame is is worse. Right. So if you are actually brought in front of the uh, ombudsman, it's actually shameful, mm -hmm. um, and that's the only way to regulate. Uh, and then, luckily, you know, sustainability. In in my, you know, I'm a lot older than you, but uh, for me, it's actually. I need to go back to my childhood in a lot of my um, actions and the way I behave and the way I think about uh, things. Whereas you, you lot, and especially the generation just below you, mm -hmm. the generation set uh, is, you know, uh, they are brought up, you know, thinking about sustainability and looking at uh, and understanding it differently. Greta Thunberg has not, yeah. you know, has made a huge difference because the young generation, they do actually know what it's all about. Yeah. And then we get the hate many times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But hate is actually when we don't understand something. Of course. And, and it means that we're marking the difference in this case. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And hate is also... Social response, social sustainability, you know, I think we can, I'm very naive, 
we can avoid wars if we know more about each other right. and you oh, know yeah, if yeah. we know what we're uh, and this is very naive to think so, this uh, you know we cannot control mr putin uh, but uh, or mr trump uh, or, yeah or, or mr whatever <laughs> right then, uh... but, but but actually mr trump in america who was a denier and he didn't want to be part of the paris agreement Actually, he accelerated a lot of the sustainable work in the municipalities and the cities in the state True. because the states could actually see this is not right. So they went against him, even mm -hmm. his own yeah. Yeah. Um, voters and his, his own states. So actually, I think probably he accelerated the agenda over there bigger than if he had been Barack Obama carrying right. on. Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, I totally get that because... It was a person that was going against it yeah. mm -hmm. and people kind of woken up and woke up and they said, yeah, this is not right. So let's try and do it better. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I totally get it. But, but it, whatever we do, and I don't think you're any wiser and we've not talked a lot about examples. There's a, a company called Goodwings, um, which helps um, companies, especially if you want to book a hotel. Then you can go, as you would normally go to booking.com, you can go on their website and they will measure the CO2 of your travel. And then they will uh, offset that uh, CO2 and plant trees or whatever they do in the world. But because it's pure offset, they're not making any changes. They're just managing a system and a tool they have just been brought uh, the ombudsman has just looked at that one that case and said you know perhaps there's some miscommunication in this one yeah uh, and is it greenwashing but at the moment offsetting is one of the only tools we have uh, but again it's uh, perhaps mixing the signals and uh, perhaps companies think that if you book that way you actually make sustainable choices but you don't You just offset them via a third party. And uh, that is not sustainable, but they are claiming they're sustainable. And they are also B Corp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there's the um, booking.com. And yeah, I think that's the, the main uh, example. examples. And I'll send them to you. And there was, um, there was a survey I saw online uh, from a company in the UK. Uh, the company is called, I think, Invita, and um, they're asking consumers, like, uh, what do you think about greenwashing? And uh, the consumers were saying that if companies uh, tell us the truth about their products, then we will know uh, what to do. Like, we will know if we want to buy from them or we want yeah. to patronize them or not. So yeah. companies just... Uh, greenwash people without telling them the actual truth of uh, of what is. I think that's around. very very interesting mm. because that's the only way we will get the companies to not, you know, carry these right. uh, exaggerations. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's when it becomes a matter of the product itself and mm -hmm. not the packaging right. mm -hmm. um, that's the only way of doing it in that it enters the trust process right yeah. Uh, yeah. and i think it's a, a thing that we have a lot of problems with and the problems will keep on going yeah. 
And while we don't, while we don't have that trust in associations, public entities, private entities, I think we'll always, at least, I'm not very much optimistic, but I think we'll be like this for a long time. Yeah. And then time will start to run out. It's starting to run out and, and it will run out eventually. But the problem is also that we, as individuals, cannot make the difference needed. Yeah. Um, as you said, time is running and we need the, the brains to come up with these, uh, you know, the innovations that would actually transform the way we, we, we live. Yeah, exactly. Live. The power to X and the, uh, uh, you know, electric cars is not the solution, no. you know. Um, and the, actually, Definitely Tesla is not. about the data collected. It's not about making a, a change to the world. You know, it's just, um, but, yeah. But there's, there's this big question. Are we actually going to... Uh, achieve this uh, sustainability goal in the future because we see governments saying that uh, all the trains are going to be sustainable in the in, in between uh, in the year 2050 something like that yeah. are we going to achieve this goal because there is no uh, actual uh, uh, proper planification pro yeah proper planning for this uh, yeah. to achieve this goal they only speak 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 I, I do think that by 50 the innovations are there mm -hmm. because there's already, uh, you know, big advancement right. in the, in a lot of industries. So by 50, yes, by 30 and 25, yeah. I don't think. Because the, the, in the last meeting they had, it was 2030. Uh, yeah. Was it in Scotland? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talking yeah. of greenwashing, sorry. Yeah. Have you seen that the next COP is sponsored by Coca-Cola? No, I the haven't. Word? Which cup? The World Cup? No, no the, 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 climate, the climate. climate. Yeah, oh. climate. Uh, twenty uh, COP twenty six in Glasgow. Uh, oh, and now the, uh, the COP twenty seven is going to be hosted in Egypt, and the sponsor of the COP twenty seven was announced recently, and it's Coca Cola. Mm -hmm. How day. does that right. <laughs> comply with? The well, purpose of the meeting, yes. of the conference. And everybody in my industry is out guessing what are Coca-Cola trying to announce? Mm -hmm. Because there must be announced, uh, some announcement. Right, right. But no matter the announcement, would be greenwashing. No, right. Yeah, of course, greenwashing. Okay. I think that the last COP was just a big greenwashing conference because... Like the, all the politics, all the leaders were there, not all of them, but some of the big uh, economical forces were there and they just talked and they said nothing. Like they, they talked and they said nothing because in practical terms, they will not do anything, to be honest. I, I think a lot of it is to do with, I think we all sort of... What can we do and what makes a difference? We're waiting yeah. for the innovation. Oh, but I never heard about the whole thing before. Like, we never really talked about it. We did talk about sustainability a tiny little bit. But it's just because we were drowning. Yeah. The Java yeah. is drowning. Yeah. And just now they started to think about what to do because we don't think about it before. Mm. And it's with help. So we got help from 
some I I don't remember but we got some help to announce it so now we are trying to help but it's been happening for years so it's very interesting what you're saying from yeah. Indonesia <laughs> you know uh, because a lot of this is happening in Scandinavia yeah I, I also wanted to add to what she's uh, talking about uh, in in uh, Indonesia I come from uh, Africa uh, in, from Cameroon and actually uh, when you go back when I go back to Africa we don't hear about uh, uh, sustainability or yeah. climate change or anything like this you know I, I, I got this whole concept in Europe when I came mm -hmm. here we, we studied it in school we studied it in my bachelor and things like that but when you go back home yeah, don't really, so, no. so what I realized is the West uh, are really pushing uh, f uh, uh, strong towards this uh, sustainability thing. So I don't know if the West, when they're done uh, uh, with the sustainability in the in the West, they might come to Africa to help us, <laughs> you know, to help us fight against <laughs> this carbon emission because yeah. we're just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now, can I put that in another way? Mm -hmm. That's because it's the West that's created the problem. Right. And if you look, uh, when, when you look at the reasoning why we have to act, mm -hmm. it's also that, uh, I cannot remember the year, but there will be 7 million more people in the world. And those 7 million people will be coming, not from the West, mm -hmm. but from Africa, mm -hmm. India. Those 7 million people, they want the same standard of living as the West. And it's not because we dis mis that we don't want you to have an electric car mm -hmm. and a telephone mm -hmm. and a fridge and mm -hmm. all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. It's because the earth cannot sustain it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is why we, that's created the problem, mm -hmm. we also need to create solutions. And that's why we need innovation. Mm -hmm. Because we... It's necessary for you to have a fridge. Right. But perhaps we can come up with a solution that, you know, is better for the world than discarding it after. Because the way fridges today are built, they, after two to five years, then they don't work. And then it's too expensive to get a repairman out to look at it. So we discard it without probably nothing being wrong with it. Mm -hmm. So in the future, we need for that product to be able to be taken apart and rebuilt as a new thing. Mm -hmm. And all the parts need to be reusable. Right. So so, so that is actually, the 7 million new people that's coming is actually because, you know, we, we're showing them, you know, what is a good life. Mm -hmm. And they all want Netflix and uh yeah. And perhaps, right. actually, having said that, the Western life is not ideal, and we need to come back to some of the values of, of other countries. Mm -hmm. And actually, in Africa, a lot of the nationalities are actually more advanced than the West, like Europe, because you have long been doing all your um, bank uh, business via your uh, smartphone. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of respects, you are actually leading the innovation but we think right. 
we think in the West mm-hmm. yeah. that we have all the solutions. We have this Eurocentric uh, yeah. point of view, yeah. which is completely incorrect. And that's why where the regeneration come into it. I don't know whether you saw the slide, because DEI, diversity, inclusion of uh, and equity, is going to be huge. And that's because we can no longer just look at white and European. Uh, we need... You know, to the world to tell us. We need the women uh, to tell us what it's like. We need the handicapped to tell us uh, what's it like. We need to be, you know, four different nationalities right. yeah. around the table when we want to, to, to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Because you can tell me, okay, in our country, we don't have that problem. And I can tell you, and I don't want you to have that problem. Mm-hmm. So how do we... Find make, the make, yeah, how yeah, do we make sorry. sure that you don't get that problem? Mm-hmm. And that's by you looking at what where we went wrong <laughs> and try and avoid that. Yeah. Right. And and that's where regeneration, you know, by not just uh, having these, you know, we always <laughs> looking to the, the people we know to create the solutions. That's no good because we need to look. Uh, everybody has something. We need to the the person in the hand in the wheelchair needs to be included in the city development because how is he going to get around the city right. if it's only me in my car? you know, trying to decide how that city is developed. Mm-hmm. Of course. But do you think this, like, this kind of talk about sustainability and everything, at some point, sometimes I think that a lot of Indonesians are not ready to talk about this, to change their lifestyle and all that stuff. Do you think that it's possible? Because it's just a feeling that I have. I don't think that most of us are up for this task because it have to come from yourself basically to try and change, mm. educate yourself, uh, give yourself knowledge. I don't think we're ready for that, but I'm... I, I think you have to realize that this discussion is at the maximum five years. Well, it's been here. I, when I uh, did my uh, degree in in, in England, uh, I graduated in 95, mm-hmm. we talked about sustainability. Mm-hmm. I've been in the industry uh, ever since I came back. Um, I've looked at sustainability at times. There's been lots and lots of uh, AAU projects about sustainable tourism. Mm-hmm. But there's not been any takers. It's not yeah. been an issue. It's not been a problem. It's not been a selling point. Mm-hmm. It's not been anything beyond something that's out there. Mm. And then about 17, 18, then it became an issue. The, we had the Paris Agreement in 14. And, you know, there's been lots of... So suddenly it became top of mind and top of agenda. And one day it would be top of your agenda as well. Uh, I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but also be aware. Try and look at that overshoot day and see where your country is next to Denmark. Mm-hmm. And, and realize that the, what you put on the earth is probably less than uh, what it is, less than what we do. How you uh, ruin the earth is less than what we uh, ruined the earth so perhaps your responsibility is slightly less than ours yeah that's possible
But having said that, we still need to, you know, uh, clean our own mm-hmm. front yard first yeah. and, and, you know, being a good uh, example to, to the next generation. And, yeah. But That's I still, what sustainability is about, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I still drive a, a decent car. But that's because, as I said, you know, it's not me driving it that's heavy in CO2. It's buying, it's actually having it produced. Produce. And then when it doesn't drive any longer, what happens to it then? Mm. Uh, but my next car will obviously not be a diesel. Right. And I am about to change it because it's coming up for a lot, and lot of repairs. Mm. Oh. So economically, it's not sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> In other aspects, sustainable, but my yeah. economic uh, cannot uh, keep having that. Mm-hmm. And I've been um, uh, looking at uh, one company, they only had hybrids. What's, I cannot buy a hybrid mm-hmm. di- driving on ben, uh, you know, fossil fuel yeah. and uh, 60 kilometers on electricity. I cannot do that. So. Yeah, uh, I was actually listening to a podcast in Portugal where um, the guest was env- a very big environmentalist in Portugal, and um, he, he was. T- they talked about cars, and uh, uh, the the host was uh, actually talking about the car, his car, and he just said, "You know that the problem is not that we drive cars; it's that cars are super inefficient." Yeah. Um, like imagine for two liters that you put a fuel, one liter, it's completely wasted. So only one of the other liters makes the car run. Mm. So we need to make more efficient vehicles. And it's mm. not exactly the energies that we're using. It's the way that we are using those uh, combustion fuels. But uh, also so- that, that car is probably only used for half an hour a day. Yeah. So why not this shareable economy that is going to be big in the future yeah Uh, we talked about it in a class like last week yeah Yeah. and and coming back to where we started and danish tourism and all the rest of it in terms of sustainable um, we are actually sort of on because the tourism we have yes we have cruise ships with americans we have chinese Actually, in Olbor, the Chinese that come here, they actually come to work and to learn our industry. Um, so, so the tourism we have in Denmark is very much based on uh, our summer houses. So that's shareable yeah. economy. Okay. And they come by car. And then when they're here, we try and educate them about uh, riding a bike and, you know, sorting their waste. So in terms of sustainable tourism we're not doing too bad hmm. yeah according to the reality yeah. we're not yeah. bad no. yeah. but then when we ask the green idealists from Germany how I you know about the go and look at the um, examples they're brilliant because the way that arrive at their destination is not important the accommodation is not important they focus a lot on they're focusing on the local food and the waste yeah. they sort while they're here so from the german you know sitting at home deciding okay where do we want to go on holiday he doesn't consider okay i'll go to denmark because the summer house is a shareable economy mm-hmm. um he will go because it's he's able to sleep at night because even when it's hot it's cooler at night than if he goes to southern europe so that would be 
reasons to go in the future. But you know, when he's even though he's an idealist, he will he will not consider his means of transport mm. to the destination as part of the sustainable holiday. It's changing. It's changing, but it is very much uh, you know based upon what they do while they are at the uh, during the holiday. Well, uh, thank you so much, Inga, for having us. It was a pleasure. It was and more a sustainability chat than greenwashing chat. But, uh, <laughs> it was it was great that we talked about yeah. so many things. I think it was a great conversation. And um, yeah, let's wrap it up. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you very much. It was a great uh, conversation.